Welcome to the Gabe Gallucci Golf Show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gabe Gallucci Golf Show. Today, I have a very exciting one for you. I have the legend George Gankis in the house. Now, this is a cool full circle moment for me. Um, I first came across George's stuff back in 2016 when I was living in Nashville and in between taking studio breaks, would try and lift some swing tips off of Instagram. Uh, didn't really do that great because uh, I was so focused on music. But fast forward to 2021 after, sorry, 2020, after my under par journey, I, you know, wanted to dive into head first and how to get better at golf. And the first place I went to was his academy. And as you guys know, I've made videos about it. It's been in, completely integral to my journey and my improvement. And so I'm so excited today to bring you, George, to the podcast to talk about it and uh, just jam about golf. So, George, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this. So you had the, you had the, the full membership and it, it did you good? Oh, it was incredible. Incredible. It, did you use the, um, the platform with the coaches? A little bit. Not as probably much as I, as I should have. Yeah, those guys like, are great. Brett and Jay, Brett, Brett Silvernail, Jay Gilmer, those guys are awesome coaches. They've been with me for over 10 years. And those guys, you can send swings with it for free. I mean, it, it comes with the, the academy. So it's, it's a no-brainer. So Yeah, it's, it's incredible value. And I think for me, what was the big draw is coming from the music space, we were one of the first industries that really embraced having high-level people like yourself make content and do courses. And so I was, I kind of, taught myself how to make music. I didn't really go to school for it. And so when it came to golf, you know, when I was looking for, I'd never had a coach before. And I had never, I was kind of nervous about coaches, to be honest, because I wanted somebody that cared. I wanted somebody that was invested. And, you know, I always got that vibe from you, from your social media, from how you go about your business that, and even from people, um, my coach, Max Cohen, uh, is a former student of yours as well. And is you know, Max Cohen's. Did you go to Max yeah. Cohen? Oh, yeah. So yeah, Max, great golfer. Fuck. Oh, he's good. amazing. So he's one. And so I've just, I've heard. You know, just you could tell you care, and and that comes through very much in the content in the course, because I, I've, you know, we've had no affiliation uh, and nothing, and I've promoted that course to top and bottom just because of the value of of how comprehensive it is, and you could just tell, you know you can tell you care. And I, and as somebody who was fresh into golf, intimidated about where to go to really improve, I found that to be the best starting point to get my feet wet. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it did, it took like two years to film it all unbelievably it, 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 that it took that long, but it did. We did like weekends every, every two days, weekends. And there's so that's why there's so much content on there. But it was like one of the things where I, I felt like, I couldn't cheat my students or the people that were going online and just give them some half-assed stuff. I had to get super into detail and it took a long time, but it was well worth it after it was done. I was like, all right, this is cool. People are going to be able to do it. But you know, the thing is, is as I get older, people think that I still teach some things from like 10 years ago and not that the stuff was bad. Everybody learns more. Everybody learns an easier way to do it. The swings might look similar, but there's easier ways to communicate, you know, what I'm trying to get across in faster ways and more efficient ways. And so that's <laughs> the only thing is I go on with my teaching. I upload more stuff to it. 
and I, and I tell a guy, should we erase some of this stuff? And my guy's like, no, just leave it the way it is and we'll just do add-ons. So that's why I put add-ons on in there. You know, for some setup, I'll see people doing it wrong and really going into posterior tilt too much and not being able to get their pelvis to work right in the downswing. So I add stuff to it. And, you know, when you're doing it and you see a student, you could tell them to do something and they copy it and they think they're doing it. And you're like, just like I did with my coach, I'd be like, I'm doing everything you're saying and it's not working. And I'm like, and he looks on the video and he goes, are you really? And I go, actually, I'm not. I thought I was doing it. It felt like I was doing exactly. So until you can really see it or someone's telling you, you know, that's, that's a big deal. And I think that that's where those coaches come into play and go, are you really watching this right? Or are you not understanding it because you're not setting up properly? But I'd see a lot of people, for instance, I like for a player it's set up just for balance to stand straight up and down, put a thing behind, push back here and then round the spine. And so a lot of people were like this. And then they, so I feel like I'm like this and I'm like, well, okay. But a lot of them would get here and then keep their butt like this through impact where it's got to be back and the spine's up. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, that's a lot easier. But they did, they, they misunderstood certain things. So that's why I keep adding to that course. And that's fun for me. And it, you just got to make sure someone's got eyeballs on you as you're doing or you're watching yourself because you can be your own coach. And, and that's what I th- was the mind blowing thing when I, cause when I first did it, it was just kind of doing it unsupervised on my own and the setup things alone, game changer. I, I, I yeah. played my best golf. It's, it's, I've just come back to it now, but that stretch of January, 2021 to like February where I implemented those setup changes. I was still early extending like a motherfucker, but, but it worked and I was, I was on point. And I just couldn't believe how simple things like that, like it was these kind of small, like hallelujah moments um, from just the intro into the course, which is really, really cool. Well, I think a lot of people skip that too, is because they think that, you know, setup's not important, but I'd say a majority of issues we have come from setup and, and all pros say that they're like, all I am is ball position, posture, balance, you know, grip, alignment, all these things, but they do matter. But I think that the biggest thing is, is with the setup, when you watch a player go into early extension, what you'll notice is they've got closer to the ball, which means if the shaft did shallow out, they'd miss the whole ball. So they have to be steep. So they're working with the coach trying to shallow it when all they had to do is understand that if they stayed here and then turn with the right tilt, the shaft shallows by itself or certain things happen when the face is right. If your face is open and you're trying to shallow it, it's not going to work. You're going to want to come back over the top and then you're like, well, this isn't working. But a lot of times when I either change face, whether it's a grip change or add a little more flexion extension to the wrist, things change naturally. And, and, People can pivot different and all of a sudden the shaft changes. And they're like, whoa, I wasn't even trying to change the shaft and it just changed. And I'm like, yeah, that's because the setup and grip and, and how you use your wrist angles will generate a lot of things that you were trying to do, like rotation, yeah. shallow in the shaft, handle forward. All these things that people are trying to manually do happen naturally when you get you know, your setup right and you get your face right. A lot of stuff just happens on its own. Yeah, I realized I was, I was trying too hard. And I, I was, yeah. I was being, I was, I thought I was being athletic and I was making my life way harder, you know, <laughs> and, and it's, and the, that economy of motion seems to be a big theme in, in all your videos is like, is it's almost like, you know, once we get all the biomechanics things working, it's like this, this fluid dance that can kind of happen. 
And that was a big piece for me because I, I kind of just was always trying to muscle it. And I was leaking power, you know, even like I remember the ball of space on the, on the back turn, like some of these things of just learning even how to turn correctly versus kind of going outside my body were just, That's you know, like all those things were massive, massive differences. Well, you can see like, so even coming into like, if I said, hey, I, a lot of people just snag it away. And I'm like, listen, when you have a trigger, a lot of these things flow into the, into like positions by themselves. Like if you see someone going back and forth or stepping or something of this sort, and then they go, God, I feel like I can just move into the right position where if I don't have that motion, it's just armsy. And I go, yeah, I said, but you can do you know, this kind of position and make it into a, a little mini trigger, which will put you into the, the proper positions by themselves. You know what I'm saying? All these things can happen naturally if you understand how to trigger, right? How to understand how to flow into these positions rather than forcing positions. That's, that's really, that's really hard to do. And I think so many people are seeing good golf swings and everyone knows what a good golf swing looks like. But getting yourself to swing like that, a lot of times we work way harder than we need to. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. I was, I, I, I was working way too hard at the, all the wrong things. So that was a great, that was a, that was a big like hallelujah moment. Just like I think in my first video, I said, you know, pre- cost of admission was was worth it just on the setup changes alone, um, and, yeah. and that was that was really really cool. To, to me, if I started golf and I had a course like what I put out. I would be super stoked. I, I didn't care that it's 500 bucks for a whole year. I would be like, fuck, if this is all I need to think about or all I need to do is copy this, fuck, I, I would be stoked. I would pay <laughs> way more than that just to be a, like able to understand the golf swing. That's all I wanted to do is understand the golf swing and then be able to go and put it together myself because I can do that. I know how to work certain things, work certain positions, do freezers up top, like move into like peace motion and I think that that was fun for me to understand how to do it and put it together all, all like kind of on my own. I had some coaches on the way, but they, they really, they were good directors on how to play golf, but the mechanics of it, I felt like I was always searching for something better. Right. And, and it wasn't that there was anything new. It was different ways of looking at it and how to actually get yourself there fast. It's like Hogan had it done. You know, Sam Snead had it done. Bobby Jones, like all, all these earlier players had it done. Trevino. But how did they actually get like that? Were they watching videos? Was it just natural? Or were they watching ball flights? I think a lot of them learn just by watching ball flights. And I think a lot of us, you know, are learning by looking at a camera yeah. and trying to be perfect a player. And a lot of times, a lot of players could get a lot better by just trying to hit a draw or a cut or a higher draw or a lower cut and get more on top of it, more under, just by seeing a ball flight. And I think that that was why those guys had some pretty cool swings back then is because they didn't know what their swing looked like. But if their ball was doing what it wanted, it was probably pretty good looking. You know no, what I mean? Absolutely. I, I've, I've, fall, I've fallen victim to that, of, of kind of trying to be more aesthetic versus functional and, and, yeah. and, and going kind of trying to fit a mold versus score. Um, 100%. I, and I think that's really cool too with the program. And you mentioned this is, is the journey of self-exploration and the learning. And it's, I, I love self-learning. I love courses and, and kind of like exactly 500 bucks. You're going to give me your brain full of content. Amazing. Like I'm going to dive. I treat it like school, 
Like I would do a couple lessons. For 30 years of info on golf that you're not going to learn probably anywhere else. I mean, there's some probably good programs out there now, but like mine was probably, probably the first one out there, probably top three first one out there. Kelvin Mahara probably had the first one that I saw. Besides that, there was nobody probably before for him. And it, it was there. I mean, there's probably some other guys that did pretty good job, but I, I think that if I had a course that I could study, like going to school and it, and it was like the program that, that we put together, it's, that's a no brainer to me. And I'm not trying to sell myself. I'm just saying anything that I could learn totally. off well, for me, you know, I'm a businessman now and I never studied business in school. I was a psych major. So sports psych major, I, I was not a businessman. I got forced into business because I had product. I had to sell memberships. I, I had to learn how to market. I had to learn how to do all these things. But learning that stuff was really fun for me, like learning different ways to a lot of it was natural for me. I just fell into certain things like I don't dude, I don't know how to balance a checkbook at the time. I was like, I didn't know how to you know, manage a, a business account. I didn't know how to do any of that. So learning that stuff for me is like learning a golf swing and how much you care about how good you are at golf dictates how good I was going to be at business. Do I really want to make a lot of money? I need to understand this stuff. It's not just, Hey, I'm going to let it go and just fly by. And you know, if I make money, cool. It was like, okay, I have a chance to actually, you know, understand and get better at what I do in every aspect of this golf business was fun. You know what I mean? So I think that learning the golf swing is fun. I do. I, I For me, it was fun. There's a lot of frustration in it because I, I worked on a lot of shitty shit for a long time. But the more I understood, the easier it became and the better I became at golf was, was fun. And certain times you go out just for people that understand if, you, if someone's like, hey, George doesn't know shit about a golf swing. He's an idiot. Or George knows everything about a golf swing. I get two sides of the spectrum with people. People either hate or they right. love me. Really, usually not any in between, but there's either a love hate, and and the fact is, is that I still get on the golf course and have no clue what the fuck I'm doing, and it's not that I don't know what I'm doing. I can't see myself. I'll be betting with somebody like Johnny Ruiz, which is a really like one of my best friends, and I'll be like, dude, you're bumping off the ball, and as soon as he tells me that, I can't see myself out there. I know something's wrong, but I can't feel it. I know something feels fucked up, and the next thing you know, he tells me that I start striping it again. And it was just a simple thing that I didn't know I was doing. So it's even if you know what you're doing and you're a good golfer, you could still fuck shit up real quick. That's how shitty golf is, is that it's very difficult while you're playing golf to know that you're actually doing it. And some people do know what they're doing and what they're doing wrong, but they can't fix it. They don't know what their fix should be. And that's frustrating, too. You know what I mean? And I've been there. I've been in, in the position where I know everything about a golf swing, but I still can't do it. And then once I get it on video... And I, and I know that where it's at, I always hit the ball good when I know where I'm at and I can see it on video, but then I go play and something's a little off. Either I'm set off a little weird or my ball position's in a position I don't know, or I'm dragging the hand. I don't even mean to do it. It just happens. And so people who get frustrated, they got to understand that if you understand the golf swing and you understand what, what happens, there is no frustration. You just got to get it done. And you got to under the frustration comes for me from not knowing what I'm doing. Right. That's where I get frustrated or pissed. I'm like really mad. But when when I understand what I'm doing and not hitting it well, it only takes, you know, five balls and I'm back. 
You know 100%. what I mean? And I think that's one of the things that I found impactful about learn. Like I had no knowledge of the golf swing and now knowing, I think it, it, it does two things as, as a, as a golfer. One is I think regardless if you work with an external coach or not, I think having the Academy is great because one, you can vet your coach a little bit to make sure that they're on the same page and for you. Right. Cause, mm-hmm. cause part of it is like, you know, not everyone has the luxury of going to you direct. So this way too, it's like, I can, I could tell that if somebody's giving me advice, that's worthwhile. Um, and then two, I think it brings accountability back to the student because also times I know as coaches, you know, you guys are fixing players, but at the end of the day, like it's on us to go do the work and we still have to go put in those reps. And I think there were so many times, you know, um, I did the Academy and, and kind of went through the whole thing and then ended up meeting Max and it was like the perfect synergy because he was familiar with your style. So I was already kind of in the right vein and, and it worked, it was like the perfect like synergy for me because I was able to get some hands-on feedback. But then at the same time, when I have to go do all those range reps and stuff's going sideways, you know, he would mention something and I would go, right, that's from this lesson. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely 200 over. I'm definitely doing this. I'm not doing all like something's off and it's, it's on me. And, and I think it, it saved a lot of time. Responsibility for that. And you understand it. And the way you click to know that, you know, your coach is accountable. Is this what I learned in this program? Is there, is there any relationship that, that I like or I don't like? Because there are some coaches that I've had people come to me and it's interesting. They'll be like, okay, I have George Gankis's, you know, program. And the dude's like, I'm completely opposite of Gankis. Like, all right, well, that's my last lesson with you. And not saying that I'm the guy, I'm just saying in general, that was for him. He understood this is what he wanted. And this guy was not willing to adapt it was just okay i'm absolutely 100% opposite okay well what do you teach then <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 it's it's i think that's great and i think it, it it breeds a lot of freedom when you have that understanding like my mental game gets increasingly better the more i understand how i'm screwing up and that oh i just can fix these couple things and i'm back i never feel hopeless anymore like i used to feel like up a fucking creek without a paddle and i would be losing it. You know, I'm Italian. So it's just the, the Italian fire can go quickly. And it, and it's been really nice getting this, this learning because I now, uh, I, I honestly, I, I don't care as much anymore. Like I know, I know when I've screwed up, you know, minus a couple shots, I'm still working on. It's, it's very much like, Oh yeah, that's, that's on me. Okay. Let's, let's get the next one. That's cool. I mean, understanding your own swing and you know, what you need to do next is the key to being a really good golfer. It, it, it is. It is what it is. And, and, you know, another thing is, is I had a playing lesson this morning, not a playing lesson, but an online lesson, a FaceTime. And this guy, he went to Florida Atlantic. Uh, and I'll tell you what, his golf swing to the top was immaculate. So good. Like, and then his head was moving forward. And I'm like, how far are you cutting the ball right now? He's like, dude, I'm fucking slicing it. And he's like, He's, I'm like, what's your handicap? And he goes, I'm a pro. He says, I play professionally in, in Florida and on all the tours out here. He says, and if I get it going, dude, I shoot, you know, mid sixties. He says, but I'm shooting a lot of 74, 75s because I'm losing like three balls per round with this fucking slice. Right. And I started and I'm like, bro, it's this easy. I said, this is all you got to do. I said, your upper body's moving forward. All I want you to do is have some right bend here. At, but I don't want your left shoulder to come up. I want this still down, 
but I want that right shoulder there. And then I want you to turn and extend and stay behind it. Well, he does. And immediately this dude's smashing. And that's the funny part about how quickly people can get things if they know what they're doing. And it's like, that guy's super talented. And I was like laughing that I'm like, how long have you been doing this? He's all probably a long time. And I'm like, no one's ever told you to stay behind the ball. He's like, no, <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. and it's, <laughs> but, but, Someone as athletic and as talented as that guy who still gets the ball in the hole. To me, I think that we had to talk about it. I said, when people lose their ball patterns or, or contact and they're good players, it's people lose their trust. They, they have anxiety when they play. They don't know where their ball's going. And you can't sit there and be mentally sound when your ball's going both ways and you have no clue where you're going. I don't care if you're Jordan Spieth. Look at, he freaked out. He, he lost his ball patterns. And that dude, to me, I think was mentally as strong as anybody in his, in his, when he was playing his best. And now he found it back, which is super cool. But there was some mechanical stuff he had to work through. And I think that anyone can realize that golf is super easy when the ball's going where you want. When it's not, what do you got? You know what I mean? When you're not, when you're not at your best game, that's when I see a lot of players. And I'll, I'll be out with a, a player and I'll shoot like 77 and I don't work with them. And I'm all, that dude's good. And players i'm with are like dude that dude sucks he just shot 77 i'm like well that dude, he could shoot he could shoot real good if you change one thing real fast then you see the dude next week shoot six five he figures it out and i'm like i told you that guy's good i see that a lot and i can just tell when someone's good even if they're having a bad day and then you can tell when someone's getting lucky and, and you can tell yeah as a, you can see that stuff yeah it's it's but it's, it's- it's gotta be wild to have that kind of like, you know, that many years of experience, you know, you get the, and I, you know, I, I can relate in a way to music. You know, when I hear a song, I hear, I hear so many different things in the general listener. I can only imagine when you just see movement and you see motion, it's like, it, it, you, like the, the sirens either start going off or the, or the green check marks kind of, you know, start flaring in your mind. Yeah. I mean, I see a golf swing and I probably look at it a little different than a lot. And you know, when I'm fixing a golf swing, you know, people go, well, what do you do first? And I'm like, you know, I get bored doing the same thing. If I had the same patterns every day and I taught the same way, I would get bored. So there's a lot of times where I know that I'm going to fix this one thing and then I'm going to get to this later and I'll be with one of the guys that's shadowing me. And he's like, dude, aren't you going to fix this first? I'm like, bro, I'll get there. Trust me. And by the end of the lesson, they're like, dude, you did that completely different than the other dude before you that had the same issue. I'm like, bro, I just get bored. Right. So. A lot of times I change it up and I don't have a same order every time, but a lot of people like to keep the same order and that's okay. By the way, I I used to keep the same order and try and do the same thing over and over the same players. I have a lot more fun, you know, changing it up, but, but I do see things and I go, okay, I need to fix the setup and this will fix this, this, and this. I fix face. This fixes this, this, and this, but I don't really say it in my mind. It's almost like a flow that just happens and I'll see a shot and I'll be like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. So it's, it's kind of random when I see things and it, it, it makes it more fun for me and people learning from me, learn different ways to go about and attack different problems rather than, okay, you have to do this when this happens, you have to do this when this happens. And, and, and then a lot of my players or coaches learn a way to, you know, solve problems quicker. If that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. And I think this is where I, 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 why I encourage people to get the course because I, I think there's actually maybe a misinterpretation of of you if you don't see your course because I think people think you're very much a system guy and I think what is so cool yeah. about the course is it's like 
you're uh here's your matchup. Here's here's what you have to do if you have this. If you're an outside takeaway guy, then you have to do this. It, like the course isn't formulaic. And I actually that was very eye-opening for me. Cause I think if if you kind of take you at surface value with some just, you know, from an outside social media perspective, there's like a, a signature move that you kind of get lumped into. Hundred percent. I mean, I think that people come to me for certain reasons. They either think that, hey, I want to get shallow. I want speed. I want to rotate like your guys. I want to flex extend. Yeah. You know, they all have these preconceived notions of what they think I teach. I know what Gankus teaches. Well, have you seen me teach? Because I promise you, you have no clue what I what I like. You know yeah. what I mean? As a, maybe you saw my video seven years ago, and you think I like to spread the knees out. You know, there, there's there, there's different reasons why I used to do. Yeah, I used to spread the knees out for a reason because when I first started, no one had speed. And I think I was one of the first guys to get people to have crazy difference in speed. And I was seeing like 10 to 15 miles an hour gain from spreading knees. And I was like, fuck, this is crazy. Okay, I can get somebody to turn, get their hands high, spread the knees, and all of a sudden their vertical forces went off the chart. And then I was like, well, you know, some people are actually coming out of their hip flexion when they did it because they were going – so low with their knees, like I, I like knee flexion, hip spine, almost identical, like all working together, right? So people were doing this so much that they started coming out of their hip and spine flexion and they were coming up like this. So I was like, all right, I got to chill out on some players' knees, okay? Some people are like this and I'm like, okay, you got to exaggerate that more. And so every player would go, okay, he just wants your knees to spread or he just wants knee. Certain players are different. So Another good example is you look at, like Jamie Sedlowski, he doesn't have a lot of knee bend. His hip's pretty high. So it's going to start to move down more, okay? You look at someone like Wolf who has a lot of hip flexion, the knee's way out, the heel's off the ground, his leg's going back straighter right away. Where you get a guy who has a straight leg, they're going to want to flex their leg like a Rory. Rory has like his legs like here, and then he goes down into more of a knee flexion. And when you do that... A lot of players start to get bunched up here like Rory, okay? When you get a guy who's already knee flexed and starts to push that back, that shaft kicks back quick. So those are things where I look at them and is it more of a speed thing or do they want to shallow it more? And, and when I looked at Rory and he does that and he gets his arms behind him and trapped and shafts a hair vertical, he starts to rotate his chest around so brilliantly that that shit doesn't even matter up top. You know what I mean? And he's got massive force into the ground. So you could change his pattern, but why? It's it, it's sick. And, and all I'm saying is, is that for everybody? Can everybody start to open the chest like Rory does? I, I don't get a lot of people who could do what he does, but that doesn't mean not everybody can. And if someone's already there and, and you mix one thing with that and it looks like Rory and you hit it like Rory, why would I change that? There's no chance I'd change that. Like Freddie Couples, why would you change his shit? There's no chance I'd change that. You know, it's one of those things where if it's efficient and it's working, I love it. And, you know, I see swings that don't jump into my pattern, but they work. And I'm like, listen, we could, you know, change your face a little. And all of a sudden you're going to hit the shot you want, or we can change your pivot a little bit and we'll talk it out. And it's never my decision first. It's always, we'll talk it out. What do you think is easier for you? That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and I, th- and, and I think that's great. And that, that open-mindedness really comes through in the course because it's, it's, it's very not – it's not I, dogmatic, you know? Thank you. And I, thank you. I do care a lot about my students. I did, a, um, I did a seminar like about a month ago. It was in San Francisco, and there was a 
you know, a top hundred coach in there. And he's a, he's a really good coach. And, you know, he's like, I don't answer any calls. And, you know, after six o'clock, you know, and I was like, fuck, I mean, I, I care about my students. I have a wife, I have a kid. It's, it's one of the things where if, if someone's struggling with their game, I'm going to answer their phone call. I'm going to answer their text. And, and that's part of my job. And my wife knows it. And, you know, sometimes I get, you know, some, lashback that you know i care more about my students but i do care about my students you know they're like my family so the the fact is is they they trust in me and i'm going to put everything i can into them and the fact is is i do care about their game because i know how hard golf is and i know how frustrating it is when it's not working and if i can help them you know not be frustrated quickly and with one text i'll do it and 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 you you definitely sense that and that's definitely the vibe you uh you give so it's it's much appreciated for those that have invested in the course and i and i know because i get countless of messages from people who have signed up from my videos being like man this is great like i appreciate it like I, i've i've done this with it so I so hate that with not even knowing you and you promoting that i really appreciate that that's very very nice well you know it's i, I appreciate that but it's it's i just like you know what coming from the music industry there's a lot of bullshit in the music industry and there's and so my bullshit radar, you know, I can sense there's also a lot of bullshit in the golf world. And yeah, sure. They're, they're, they're definitely. And is. so what <laughs> I like is, you know, what are things I hate wasting money on things that aren't going to give me an ROI on improvement. And I think, you know, especially around that time too, I was getting a lot of push of like, you got to go get fit. You got to go spend money on clubs. You got to go spend money on all these other things. And, you know, I definitely lit a lot of money on fire that first year being really naive. And I think, you know, that, that, that 500 bucks I spent was the best ROI of anything I spent in that first year. And so I just, I just really appreciated that, that you took the time to make that resource. And that's why I'm happy to share it because I just know, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to share things that I think will save people time and make them less angry playing. Cause I, 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 you know, it's, it's it's way more fun now getting to play and enjoy it and hit the shots I always envisioned I could hit. And, and so I, I wish that for other people. That's very nice of you. And I, listen, I totally get it. And you'll never see me promote my membership site. I, you don't, just don't see it. I don't even put it on my Instagram or anything. My guys do it for me. And to, to me, I, I could sit here and go, Hey, listen, it's a no brainer. But to me, it's, it, it really is, it's the biggest steal that I, I think that in golf that you could have as far as getting knowledge for the amount of money it is. I mean, one of my lessons is more than, than, than getting the course, which is crazy. You're going to yeah. get 30 years of my shit and go, fuck, I hate this guy. Or I like, I love this guy or fucking somewhere in between. But at least, you know, I got a new education on, you know, a lot of shit because you will get an, an education that you've never had and you'll get the matchups. Uh, I can do this with this. I can do this with this. And I don't have to have a perfect looking swing because when I have a perfect looking swing, I see a lot of players with like that they're zeroed out and they miss both ways, meaning their path is zero face zero and they're hitting it straight. And then when they get on the golf course and they miss right and left, and it's usually because the path shifts too far right when trouble's left. And then they miss it left because the path goes right of the face and then the ball hooks. And then they're like, oh, shit, there's trouble left. And then they pull, pull. I mean, they push out to the right or they pull left and it goes right opposite end, if I said that right. And the fact is, is that 
those are players without patterns and without patterns, they don't have the ability to go, God, I know this thing's not going right. I, I have some trust. There's water, right. Or there's OB, right. I feel comfortable, you know, whereas if all you had was a draw and the wind's coming hard left to right hard and you got OB, right. You're like, fuck, is my draw going to draw or, Oh, I can just hit a draw up the left and the wind will take it after I do it. Or I'm just going to play it out more and hit it straight. And it'll still come back in. If you don't have that, you create anxiety in yourself, not having a shot pattern. If you only have one way to, to hit it, which is straight, you're going to miss both ways. So missing one way is a huge key to being able to have no anxiety and, and have a good time playing golf. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I went, I went through my fair share of that anxiety. So it's, uh, it's nice to be on the other side now. Uh, it's, it, it, it feels way better being on the other side. A um, couple more things before we wrap up is so – if I, if I, you know, wipe my brain and I'm going to start over again and do, and do the course with you. Um, cause at the time I don't think you had launched any of the training aids when I did it. So if there was a way to kind of do this the most efficient way, like if you're saying, you know, you, you're the designer, it's like, I've got, uh, what's the best way kind of to absorb the course, go about it and you know, which training aids am I incorporating? Like, how do I use your ecosystem the best? Um, that's a great and no one's ever asked me that. I think that first off in the course, I say face is king. Okay. So what I mean by face is king is, you know, players with a closed face are going to tend to be more in out. Okay. Now that's not true for good players. Good players with the closed face are going to try and cut it because the ball will start left and that's their face starting left. Their path will be left of that. But every one of those players we're first drawers. Almost every player is a drawer. So closing the face, if you're a slicer and you come over, it's going to go left. It's immediately going to change your pattern more and out automatically. Okay. So getting your face right, whether it's grip or learning to have a G snap on the left hand or one in the right hand is probably the first step for a lot of good players. Because what that's going to do is if you're a player that is over the top with cup wrist or a weak grip, and throws all your angles at the, at, the, at the bottom because you're over and trying to square the face up, getting a G-snap, you come over and you do that, the ball's going dead left right away. So then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I got to hold this off. And the shaft starts to shallow by itself. Then you're like, I got to hold it off. Then you start, start doing this. You start learning to rotate. All these things start to come together with face. So I said, if you had the program and you got your face right, I think that that would be the first project, if that makes got sense. It. Put out a G slot and the G slot for me, for a lot of people don't know how to fold their arm properly. Does it make sense? So if you just had it, it would just pop it by itself. And then there's a forearm rotator, which just gives you a little tiny bit of this that goes with that G slot. So it'll just get you a little slot. You don't have to be crazy. It just has a little bit of a, a forearm roll as you go down. Now, if you did that and you pop this properly, forearm rolled and your face was wide open without the G slot or the G snaps on, you're going to miss the ball right. So then you're going to start unpopping this and coming across it. So learning to flex, extend, popping that thing with a little forearm rotation and rotating would probably be my second probably project, um, which would help a lot for a lot of players. Now, you could look at it. There's a lot of people who just pull their arms down behind them. And for some players like that, I say, get your arms in front of you more. And then all of a sudden they start slicing the ball. Does it mm -hmm. make sense? So they're like, mm, right across it. And I'm like, okay, your arm still is going to adduct across your chest as you turn into it. So that's going to get that arm to move in front, still shallows you out. 
rather than just moving in front of that G box is very important. So somebody has a problem really pulling down like their arms are behind. Usually that's a squaring mechanism where they're like, I'm trying to get the club inside and square it. Okay. But as soon as they start to move it out, it starts to slice, but you're starting to actually turn into that arm as these things go this way and that arm would get back in front. So a G box can help certain players for some players like, Oh, I can miss that G box and it just messes them up. So the fact is, is you'll see like Mito Pereira, uh, Joaquin Neiman, you'll see, um, Thomas Peters, those, some of those guys on tour are using a G box. A lot of the women use G box on the LPGA because a lot of the women are very much back behind them. Okay. Like a lot of juniors, because that's like getting it inside and then jumping for height. So getting it back in front, I have a lot of the women that are using that. And it's not a gender thing. It's just what a lot of patterns for juniors are under. And then there, anybody who needs height usually gets back here and then up. And so I think that that could be a thing. And, and as they're doing the course, I think while they're doing that, I wouldn't try and, you know, go do this by myself. I'd say, Hey, Brett or Jake, uh, Brett Silvernail, Jake Gilmer, or the guys that have been with me for over 10 years. Am I doing this right? Do I need this? Uh, what, what, what kind of training aids do I need? Or do I even need any? Cause not everybody needs training aid. Some people just need one little fix right. or a grip something of that sort, or learn to fix their setup and things just happen by themselves. Some people that I have, they just start out and their arms are in a perfect position up top. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how did I get that like, without ever having a lesson? Just starting, they're just like in a perfect right. position. I'm like, you're like, fuck? hey, don't move. <laughs> Let's make it happen. And then, talented is Saquon Barkley came out for a lesson and he's like, like this. And I'm like, Johnny, grab his legs. And these dudes got legs <laughs> yeah. like this, like, Johnny's like, I fucking can't move him. He's too strong. <laughs> and I go, Johnny, are you serious? And I try and help him. And we're both sitting there just trying to make him pivot like this. And now he's a pretty good golfer. But the fact is, is first moving somebody, some people like me, you know, as athletic as I think I am or as athletic as Saquon Barkley really is, you get a good athlete like that. Golf is strange. Golf is not like who does this? Like what, 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 that's not normal to me, you know? And for me, I was a volleyball player when I was young. So I was always over. So for me, this yeah. action is more, more normal for me than this action. And so for me, my first moves were like, like this, because that was normal. So everybody's going to be different. So when I look at something like, like making these changes, I think that they should be supervised on my course, if you get my course by Jake or Brett, because they will steer you the right way and tell you what you need. If you did need a training aid or if you don't need a training aid, what do we need to do? You know, some people, you'll see me put balloons in the arms. I don't like, I don't like the elbows to be close together. I don't like them to be split out. I don't like them to be all bent. The fact is, is a comfortable position would be here. I always tell players, I say, listen, if you had a perfect thing, I'd say, you could be neutral. That's neutral. You could be internal or you could be external. I'd say pretty neutral up top. Get your arms out like a field goal. Extend your wrist. Turn to the top. Now give me some forearm roll. That's where I'm going to be up top. Okay. Now this arm is going to duct across my chest. Now if I had no adduction, I wouldn't be able to get to that position. You see what I'm saying? So getting it to duct across my chest and move into this position with some forearm roll, there's some forearm roll with the extension in the wrist, not like this, but extension and that arm in that position. 
and reaching that, that's how easy that back backswing should be. You know what I mean? It should be that easy as long as you know how to turn and have the, I would say four things that someone could work on would be putting a ball here, having hip flexion, spine extension, left bend, this is left bend, and right shoulder retracting. If you can do all those to the top with that arm structure, a lot of stuff's going to happen naturally. Does it make sense? 100%. And I think that if you could, if you can run into those positions, just learning this simple thing, learning one chest up, left bend, retract, and you can put all those together, all of a sudden your golf swing is going to be pretty good fast. And I think some people come to me and they're already there and I'm like, what the hell? And some people are like this. You're like, what? Yeah. And we have to work. We have to actually do some crisscross drills. We have to learn, go in a mirror and, and get their arms in a right structure and then just let them go. And a lot of times they get it done. A lot of juniors, I'll get them in a perfect position up top. And then I'll say, hey, listen, all I want you to do is go through and get this club right through your eyeballs and just hold this position. So the shaft is right through their eyeballs at a right angle to spine. And I said, just get to this with a junior and they'll hold it. And the first time they're like, like this or over here. And I get them in a position. Leo's holding his foot. Johnny's holding his hips. I'm holding his arms in this perfect position. And I say, now go up to this top in the mirror. And I say, now just get to that finish. And they'll go, and the ball just get in the way. For juniors, I do that a lot. And I just get them in a good backswing. I get them to that finish. And a lot of stuff starts taking care of themselves. And that's how I start them. So that's, that's an easy thing for juniors. I do have a junior program that I launched about four months, five months ago. And, and it's pretty cool too, but you know, it, it's one of the things where if you have the guidance from Jake or Brett, it's a no brainer. Awesome. Well, I, that was a, that was a clinic in the, the, last, the last couple of minutes. That was unreal. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's a, well, as long, as long as people get better, that's all I care yeah, about. No, I, I appreciate it. Well, you can definitely sense that from you and, and thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you having me on today. Glad we're able to connect and, uh, and thank you for doing the course. It has had a massive impact on me and my journey. So I, I appreciate you uh, creating that learning environment for us golfers. Well, thank you for making people aware of it. And I appreciate you. And uh, if you need anything else, you holler. We'll do. And tell me I said what's up. I will. I will. Thank you.